Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 54. And once again, I am back from a few week long break. Just to explain it in a few words, I got really sick and then I had exams. And now we are back here today. So uh, sorry about that absence. But throughout winter break, I'm going to be uploading a lot of episodes for you guys. And today I'm going to be talking about my fantasy football team. It's been a very rocky season for the squad and I am currently one player away from missing the playoffs so I'm just gonna run through my team gonna give grades to all of my you know core players and then just give an honest review on on my team because you know unfortunately I'm I might miss the playoffs this year it's looking like it unless I get really really lucky tonight so just to go through my starting lineup at the start of the season we had Justin Herbert at quarterback we had Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson, TJ Hawkinson, Deontay Johnson, and then Patriots defense, Tyler Bass. Now, a few things have changed since that point in time. First off, Aaron Jones. Man, did I mess that up. Aaron Jones was my second overall pick. Took him, I believe, at number 12 overall. Took him over the likes of Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris. And although Aaron Jones had 21 and a half yesterday, he has been an absolute roller coaster ride, so much to the point that I traded him. I traded Aaron Jones and I traded him with Odell Beckham Jr. after his good game against the Packers for DK Metcalf. I was really looking for a third wide receiver. So I pulled the trigger on that. Uh, I can explain that a little bit more down the line, but just to. Just to say, man, Aaron Jones is just, he, it's just rough with him. You know, it was so difficult with him being injured, not getting many touches, A.J. Dillon becoming the 1B running back in that backfield. So that was problem number one with my team. I took the wrong running back. And looking back on it, three out of my first four picks were bad picks. James Robinson, pretty good start to the season. Uh, weeks three through six, he was averaging about 20 a game. Then he gets hurt. He's kind of, you know, in and out of the lineup, not 100%. And then Urban Meyer loses confidence in him, for just forgets about him, stops using him fully. Yesterday, he had 0.4 points. Again, this is week 14 in the NFL. They just played the Titans, but four yards on like six carries. That's unbelievable. He's way, way better than that. Urban Meyer clearly does not know what he's doing with that team. And then Allen Robinson, the biggest bust, in my opinion, at the wide receiver spot. I took him 32nd overall. He was my fourth overall pick, and he was just an absolute disaster. Could not start him after week two. He has not had a single boom game. And because of that, I dropped him through like 10 weeks in the season. And, you know, with so and Tyreek Hill was my first pick. Tyreek Hill's obviously pretty good, but, you know, again, another boomer bust player. So with those first four picks, three of them not being that great for where they were drafted and who, and comparing to the other players I've could, I could have gotten, just did not make for a great team. So I'm currently six and seven. Uh, if Matthew Stafford gets 11 or more points, I'm going to be six and eight, and I'm going to miss out on the playoffs, unfortunately. However, if I win, I need another guy in my team or, or in my league to lose. And he has Sonny Michelle, my, the opponent has James Conner, and Matt Gay. And my opponent, who I need to lose, is down one. So it's looking unlikely, but there, there's a reason uh, that I'm not going to be making the playoffs. It's, it's the running back play. Running back play and lack of a good flex, that's what I'd say uh, when, when comparing this team. 
So I'm just going to get into the into my player grades for everyone. I got my team pulled up. Justin Herbert, I'm going to give him an A. He had a couple games in the season, you know, 14 and 13 to start the season. Uh, he had 11 against Baltimore, 13 against New England. He had a few four to five games where there were some duds, some 14, some 12-point games. But he's been fantastic overall. He just had 24.9 against, the, against my New York Giants. Uh, he's had 43 in a game. He's had 31.6, 34. Justin Herbert has been fantastic. I'm really happy with that pick. Uh, and it's also kind of funny because I was going to take Russell Wilson over Justin Herbert, but Wilson got picked like three picks ahead of me. So I'm very happy with Herbert. I knew that he could sling the ball uh, with the way he can, throw a lot of touchdowns. He's got good weapons, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, you know. Uh, so that's that was a very good pick at quarterback. And I've struggled at the quarterback spot in the past few years. Luckily, I drafted Tom Brady late, so he became my starter after drafting Carson Wentz as my initial starter. So I was very good at the quarterback spot this year. Didn't even need a backup. And even though he's not on my team anymore, I'm going to grade Aaron Jones. I'm going to give him a B-. minus. You know, he did have that 41.5-point outbreak in Week 2 against Detroit. He had four touchdowns. He did the same thing last year, but just from that point on, just very mediocre outputs for an RB1, or what I need to be an RB1. Yes, he had 17.6 week three, he had 21 in week six, 24 in week eight, but after that point, 8.9 with six carries, 5.3 with 12 carries. I mean, the touches just did not correlate to high ceiling points for Aaron Jones, and that's why I traded him. I needed someone who was capable of putting up good points, and of course yesterday he had 21.5, but he only had five carries. He only touched the ball eight times, but he had two touchdowns. Having him and A.J. Dillon was just a very confusing backfield. And to make the plays easier for my team between tossing up between Dillon and Jones, because one week someone could be really good, the other week it could be the other guy. I had, to, I had to deal Aaron Jones. I had to get rid of him, and getting DK was the best value player I saw on the board. I had an option to get Terry McLaurin. I didn't pull the trigger on that, but I thought DK was, was the right move. And that's actually going to bring me to DK Metcalf because my grade for him isn't that good either. I played him last week, I believe, for the first time. He had 11 and then he had 8.3 this week, but he was on my bench. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a B minus as well. I just this trade just didn't do too much for me. I thought it was gonna be a big impact trade, but DK, you know, past few games, four catches, five catches, one catch against Washington for 2.3 points. He just hasn't he hasn't had above seven catches in a game this season. I thought it was a good buy low for DK. It just unfortunately didn't work out. Don't regret the trade whatsoever though. And now we're going to stick with, that was my main trade in the season. We're going to stick with the guys uh, that that have been on my team since day one, pretty much. James Robinson, I'm going to give him a B- minus as well. Had some really good games in the season. But recently, oh my goodness, 0.4 against Tennessee, 2.5 against the Rams. He got benched because he had a fumble first drive with Aaron Donald just manhandling him. And just the usage is so good early on in the season. He was getting like... 15 carries a game, but just down the stretch, he just hasn't been performing well and hasn't been getting the touches. Also, a big thing I'm going to note for next year, picking a running back for a bad team is risky. The Jaguars are always behind in their game plan. They're always down 10 to 14 points. Why? Because Jacksonville's a terrible football team. 
You've got a rookie quarterback who's going to make mistakes. You've got a rookie head coach who is making plenty of mistakes. And when you're down by a touchdown or two, you're behind on the game script, and you're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Therefore, James Robinson's not going to get many carries. So I think Robinson's a really good player, actually. Just the situation he was in did not help him out, fantasy-wise. Tyreek Hill, I'm going to give Tyreek Hill an A-. Some games he absolutely bailed me out, looking at his 37.1 point performance week one against Cleveland, 47.6 week four, single-handedly won me that game. And then he had some other really good outings. He's currently wide receiver four, averaging 19 points per game. He had 11.6 this week, which is okay. Again, Tyreek is going to have some duds of games, as does Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. Mahomes has a lot of weapons around him. But I think this is, for taking him first, with, with my first pick, ninth overall, I think it was a good pick. I really like the boomer bust factor. It was fun having Tyreek Hill on my team. I've always wanted to try him out uh, at Fantasy but also looking back on it, I think I could have could have looked for, you know, maybe one of those running backs gone with two running backs. Just knowing how valuable uh, that position is in fantasy football, there are always more receivers out there that you can capitalize on. And I'll talk about one of them that I added to my team midway through the season. But for Tyree Kill, A minus, very happy with, with uh, his performance. Now, in my opinion, my best player in fantasy football this year. For where I got him in the draft, Deontay Johnson, A+. Deontay Johnson has not had a game in single digits. He is currently wide receiver 8, averaging 18.4 points per game while missing a game. He missed week 3 with an injury. And with all of these games, averaging double digits, the most important thing for me when it comes to wide receivers, targets. What is your target share? How many looks are you getting? How many times are you going to get the ball? He had two weeks below 10 targets. Big Ben loves throwing Deontay Johnson the ball, and it was so unfortunate that he couldn't get a couple more catches in that Minnesota game. He had two touchdowns that, oh, man, it could, they, he could have caught him. He could have caught him. One actually went right through his hands. But I think he's been really, really solid. I mean, some big weeks, uh, 30.5 in week 13, 23 points. Uh, week 11, but just being consistent. I mean, just to read off some some stretches of the season to start off, 14.6, 19.5, 24, 15, 19. That's exactly what I want in a wide receiver, a very high floor. And I think Deontay Johnson was fantastic to have this year. Definitely going to look to draft him next year, depending on Pittsburgh's uh, quarterback situation. That's going to bring me to my tight end next, TJ Hawkinson. Currently, tight end four, missed this week with an injury. I'm going to give him a B plus. Now, tight ends haven't been super great this year. It's been kind of hard to find some niche tight ends. Waller's been injured. Kill's been injured. Hawkinson, you know, he, he got injured recently, but he's in Detroit. Jared Goff, not an ideal situation there. And obviously, Kelsey's the top of, uh, top of the chains. But I, I'm going to give... Uh, Hawkinson the benefit the benefit of the doubt because looking at his game chart yes he put up zero points against Pittsburgh in week ten but aside from that he had six games in a row with double digit points he had again the zero was in the middle he had 15 11 19 by week zero against Pittsburgh and then 11 12 and 15 I think that's pretty good for a tight end he had some games with really good target shares he's had over 
uh, 10 targets three times. He's had above eight targets a good amount of times as well. It's just the fact that he's in Detroit, another just really bad team with a quarterback who just isn't that good. And I think that's what kind of lowered his value a little bit. But if you're putting up double-digit points as tight ends, I'm, I'm happy with it. So Hawkinson, I think, was pretty solid overall. I think looking back at it, though, Mark, in Mark Andrews was on the board, I believe. He was probably the right pick because I did not realize how much Lamar Jackson liked throwing to him. He had some way bigger games. I already talked about DK Metcalf. Kareem Hunt is going to be the next player to review. Very hard to talk about him because just the, the injuries really derailed his um, a, a solid season, which, I mean, looking back at it, he had one uh, game in week two in the first six weeks where he had below 10 points. Even when he got injured against Arizona in week six, he still had 10.8. Before that, 25.9. He had 27.5 week three against Chicago. He looked like he was going to be a really solid PPR back, although not being the best running back on his team. And I drafted him, I believe, 72nd overall. That makes that to be my 7th or 8th overall pick for my team. I think Kareem Hunt was really good until he got injured. Hasn't necessarily been the same since. Obviously, Baltimore, he had a rough game. And then playing the first time he played Baltimore, just played Baltimore yesterday, and he had an ankle injury. The injuries really derailed his fantasy value. So it's kind of hard to, to rate him. I didn't start him that often. I think I only started him one game because I didn't know how to, how to play him. And I think I misused him this year. Could have started him more earlier on at the flex spot. So I'm, gonna get, I'm just going to give him a B. I think the injuries really are a question mark there. It's very hard to draft someone who's so injury-prone uh, like that. I mean, not super injury-prone, but you guys get what I mean, probably. Just being in and out of the lineup with injuries, a very hard fantasy play. Um, in terms of defenses, I, I swapped around. It's not really much right there. Tyler Bass, he is currently kicker 10. He's had a rough last few weeks of the season. Started out really solid, so that's going to be a B there. He had a few games above 10 points, and that's pretty good. I think Buffalo's offense kind of staggering a bit through this last portion of the season does not help at all either. And then some guys on my bench I want to talk about. Michael Carter, who is now on IR, he was an A-minus pick. I picked him up off of waivers. Thankfully, another guy in my league dropped him, and he was fantastic for when I started him. Uh, I actually think I had him on my bench for his 32-point performance, but I think I started him. He had 18.2. Uh, I might have started him with 9.6, but... He was providing some good like RB2 vibes. And I and I like that with the running back troubles I was dealing with. Unfortunately, he got injured. So actually, you know, a B plus is probably more appropriate with the injuries, but I think Michael Carter would have been a very good running back at this point in the season. Would have helped out my uh running back problems a lot. Brandon Cooks was supposed to be my flex. Fantastic start to the season. 18 points, 23 points, 21 points. And it just seemed like every time I played Brandon Cooks, he would get below 10 points. And every time he was on my bench, he would get above 15 points. So very, I mean, and doesn't, isn't that always how it goes in fantasy? I'm sure you guys listen who do fantasy football. I, I'm sure you guys understand what that is like. We've all been in that scenario where if you play him, he sucks. And if you don't play him, he's great. So again, just me misplaying Brandon Cooks based on potentially matchups, just playing him at the wrong time. Going to give him a B. He was pretty decent. There are some points where, you know, above 12 points for a flex is pretty good. Just 
so inconsistent with the quarterback situation in, in Houston, with Davis Mills starting some games, Tyrod Taylor coming back. And I think if Tyrod Taylor didn't get hurt so early on, Cooks could have been a lot better. But again, the wide receiver won for just a bad football team. That was my problem this year. I was drafting good players from bad teams. James Robinson of Jacksonville, TJ Hawkinson in Detroit, Brandon Cooks in Houston, all number one or two options for their teams. But they just couldn't put up good performances because their teams couldn't. I would have been much better off drafting, per se, for example, in the Allen Robinson spot, I looked away from Adam Thielen because he wasn't the number one receiver in Minnesota. But he's in a good offense. And he gets a lot of looks from Kirk Cousins. That's a player I got to consider drafting next year. Just because you're not the number one guy on your team, if you're on a good football team or in a good offense, that is what matters in fantasy. Biggest takeaway this season. A.J. Dillon, for when I played him, I thought he was pretty solid, better than Aaron Jones. Uh, he just gets more touches, more opportunities, I think. Although yesterday it swayed um, Aaron Jones's way. But he had, A.J. Dillon had 15 carries to Aaron Jones's five. Just stay away from Packer running backs next year, guys. Don't draft them. Just stay away, unless you get them at good value. And then I think the guy who I wish I played more earlier on. I played him for the first time in my lineup this week, and he exploded for 13 catches, 117 yards, and one touchdown. 28.7 fantasy points. And that is Hunter Renfro. Now, a lot happened in Las Vegas this year. Obviously, you have the Henry Rugg situation, which is just absolutely terrible. Darren Waller goes down with injury. But that opened up the door for Hunter Renfro, and I knew that, starting with our Thanksgiving game. Did not play him against Dallas, 21.6. Did not play him against Washington, 19.2. And then I finally played him against Kansas City, puts up 28.7. And in those three weeks, he had 30 catches. 30 catches above 100 yards in each game. Wish I played him earlier. Could have made a difference. And even before that, I was talking about what I love about Deontay Johnson. This should be the same reason I should have played Hunter Renfro. He has had two games below 10 points. His floor is super, super high, even when he wasn't the number one option, which he now is for Derek Carr. So I think if I played Renfro more at the flex, could have gotten some better production at that spot. Because he was sitting on my bench for a few weeks performing pretty well. And then I had to drop some guys. I picked up Odell, used him as a trade piece. Uh, I played Chubba Hubbard this week. Uh, picked him up off of waivers on his bye week. Only had nine points. And that just kind of, that's the review of the team. I think this team, overall, I'm going to give it a C plus. A C plus to the B minus range, I think, is appropriate. You've, I've got some good players. I think the quarterback spot was really secure. But the running back troubles just rotted me this year. And Matthew Stafford is pretty much a touchdown away from ending my fantasy football playoff hopes. And I've actually made the playoffs for about four consecutive seasons now. So, you know, it is just fantasy football at the end of the day. But this is just me analyzing my team. I think this was just a fun episode for me to talk about my team. I've been, I mean, my friends who are listening, I'm, I'm sure they've, they've heard me talking about and ranting on all these players, Aaron Jones, you name it. But uh, at the end of the day, fantasy football is fun. And uh, it's nothing too serious, just a game at the end of the day. 
But that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, I'm glad to be back on the podcast. Very happy to be making more episodes. Stay tuned for more. I've got a UNC basketball episode coming out soon. I'll probably be recording that actually in the next few minutes or, or tomorrow, and I'll put that out in the next day or two. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to 125 Unfiltered, and I'll talk to you next time.